Here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, Chris Carter and your boy Q will talk about the gambling suspensions and what we think needs to change about the rules or what we think about these suspensions and how they're impacting football. Also, our top five rookies to watch debate here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q here on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network. You can find this show every day, Monday through Friday, breaking things down on the NFL on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily episodes here, Monday through Friday. We cover all the hot topics in the NFL. I'm Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. He's your boy Q of Locked On Raiders. Q, we got to talk about the big news of the day, and that's that the NFL's suspensions and punishments over gambling issues with four players being suspended for violating the league's gambling po- uh, policy. Now, those involve Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry of the Colts, free agent Demetrius Taylor, and of the Titans, Nicholas Petit-Frere. Um, and you look at this, and, and Q, you're a guy, you run Locked On Bets as well. You do lots of lock, Locked On shows. You do lots of talk for the Raider Nation radio network, um, and you do, a, you do a lot of stuff on ESPN as well. So you've been able to, to observe this and kind of study this. Can you break down for us, what exactly the rules are that are being violated here, because there are some arguments by the players that like, hey, if we're not betting on our team to lose, what are we hurting here? We should be able to bet on, you know, other teams and other things without having to worry about that. What is all going down in this issue? Well, I'll tell you this. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of confusion by a lot of players. Honestly, I mean, I think that there's a lot of players that just don't really understand all the rules. But then there's also on the other side of things. Players that just don't give a damn about the rules and are doing dumb stuff. Like mm. you mentioned Isaiah Rogers. This guy, I mean, I mean, for example, let me tell you what this dude did. This guy okay. bet, he made a player prop bet on a Colts running back, right? Remember, he was a member of the Colts at the time. So first of all, you're not supposed mm. to bet on the NFL. He's violating no. that. You're definitely not supposed to be betting on your own team. You're not supposed to have mm. inside information. He clearly has inside information. But the thing about this is he won a $1,000 Player prop bet. Like, he laid down $1,000. The problem here, Chris, and what was the big red flag, and I don't know why he thought that this was not going to go noticed, right? This guy normally makes bets from $25 to $50 range. like that, And that's, that's a small bet, right? $25 to $50. Okay, that's reasonable. And then all of a sudden, he puts down this player prop bet on a Colts running back with a $1,000 bet. He went from betting $25 to $50 a pop to $1,000. Now, you tell me he didn't have some information, and oh, by the way, he won. Shocking, right? <laughs> so that was a huge red flag. So he's just dumb, right? That's just dumb. But there's so many rules, and the NFL is really trying to emphasize this. And look, it should be pretty cut and dry. I think that the NHL does a great job on specifying what you can and cannot do as far as the, the gambling world. And what they say is don't bet on NHL games. That is as clear and cut as it gets. Don't bet on NHL games. So I appreciate if the NFL just said, don't bet on NFL games, which is rule number Mm -hmm. one. I have the six rules right here in front of me that they're really focusing on. Don't bet on NFL. That's easy. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Now, I think that that's kind of silly. If you want to make sure that they don't bet at the team facility, fine. Right? I get it. But... While you're traveling for a road game, so you're telling me you're sitting on the plane and you're bored as hell as I just got back from vacation and I was on a plane for six hours? 
Okay, who says that someone can't just pop on an app and say, hey, I want to bet, I want to place a small wager on this baseball game. I don't see the harm in that, but look, that's the rule, so you can't do it. Fine. All right, I can live with that. Don't have someone bet for you. Fine. I'm sure there's plenty of players that are having someone bet for them. That are doing that. Right now, right? And and, And one guy actually got caught because he had a bet in his wife's name but it came from the team facility. So again, that's just oh. dumb because the wife's not at the team facility. So if right. you had waited till you got home, you probably could have got away with it. Or maybe just bet from home, right? So okay, I can live with that as well. Don't share team inside information. That's rule number four. Makes all the sense of the world, right? I don't have to explain that one. Here's where it gets sticky for me, and here's where I really have a problem with it. Don't enter a sports book. During the NFL playing season, I know right now they're thinking, okay, Q, why would you have a problem with that? Don't enter a sports book. Well, because I live in Las Vegas. I go to this casino all the time in Henderson called GVR, Green Valley Ranch. I go all the time. I park in the, in the parking garage because it's hot in Vegas and I don't want my car to get hot. So I park in the parking garage. I make a beeline through these big double doors. Right as soon as I walk in, I look over my shoulder. What's there? The sports book. It's right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to the sports book to place a bet. I'm not even going to the sports book to watch the games. I'm going to this steakhouse that's right there in the in the in the casino. So I ask you, Chris, did I enter a sports book or did I enter the casino? I mean, the, the I guess the thing would be if you enter the casino, that's one that's one thing. But if they and I guess you could argument, hey, hey, I didn't I didn't go in the sports book. But if you walk up to the sports book, that would be right. I guess the the entry point right there. But here here's my thing, Q. Because there's there's pushback from some of the players, like uh, cornerback Jonathan Jones. Yeah. Said, I understand that rules are rules, but I but if, but if I can risk my life so that my team wins, why can't I risk one thousand dollars on my team winning? To 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 answer that question, it opens up a Pandora's box because yep. then yeah, sure, there's the simple bet of is my team going to win thousand dollars on that? Okay, that sounds innocent on its surface, but then you have to in- include discussions about the money line. You have right. to include how much points get, and then point shaving gets involved, and then you have you open up a Pandora's box of all these problems that then you have to extra monitor on top of just here's the simple thing: don't bet on this league. Right. And listen, I, I get I, I get even so. Even if if if, they, if you want to make the argument that hey don't bet on uh, don't bet on your team I can kind of see it with betting on other teams that, don't, that you're not involved with that you can't have inside information with unless another but player you could tell, though tell you, you could I mean how many of the how many guys across the league talk to each other they're friends how many they, are homeboys and how what's who, what's to say Devontae Adams is like hey man Josh Jacobs is out this game. Who, you know, maybe he tells Aaron Rodgers that, who now plays for the Jets, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man, it's going to be a struggle this week because Josh Jacobs is out. And then Aaron Rodgers says, ooh, okay, Josh Jacobs is out. I'm going to place a bet exactly. on the other team because, well, Josh Jacobs would have been a big factor. So I get like I get that, right? The team right. information, insider information, all that is fine. But just make it so don't bet on the NFL. There's no there's no gray area. It's black and white. Yeah. It's as obvious. That, was, Some, that is easy. Sometimes, Chris, you got to make it underst- understand so an eight-year-old can understand it. I, I had a buddy explain this to me. He said, Q, I tell my kids, don't touch the stove. I don't give them options. I don't say don't touch the stove when it's hot. I don't say that. I say don't touch the stove, period, because if it's hot, they'll, then they won't touch it. If it's cold, they won't touch it. And guess what? The ultimate goal is they don't get burned, <laughs> and they don't. So if they don't, yeah. if they don't ever make a habit of touching it at any time, then you don't have to worry about it. So that's what the NFL needs to do. Don't bet on NFL games, which is what they said, and some guys still do it, and that's on them. So that should be it. Boom. Cut and dry. Don't bet from the team facility. Fine. That's cut and dry. That's simple. It's black and white. But again, in Vegas, you can go into any kind of restaurant you want and you can bet on 
just about anything. You can go anywhere. So is that considered a sports book or is that a restaurant with a betting window or a betting kiosk? Like there's mm. I'm asking a question. So I, I, there shouldn't be a question, right? It should be it should be specified. So I don't have a question. So I know, OK, this is what the rule is. If I go through those double doors at that casino and as long as I don't walk in the sports book, then I'm still in the casino. But how do I know that that's what's going to happen? How do the geo tracking on my phone says, oh, he's at the sports book when maybe I'm not. Maybe I just walked right by it like I do all mm-hmm. the time. Then also right. geo tracking got me busted because they have an IP address there that's not technically there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's too gray. So they need to have a specification on. I think this is what you have to do. The, the bottom line needs to be don't bet on the NFL. Uh, yeah. Like we, we asked Cam Hayward about that when we got into the Steelers locker room after like the NFL. It was the first announced that somebody would be suspended like a month or two ago. Yep. And he was like, yeah, it's simple. Don't bet on our game like like <laughs> that. Just keep it at that. Right. And, and, and I get that. But your point is that sometimes you cannot even bet on your on your on, on the game. You could bet on something else and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time of the year, that's where I'm kind of like, ah, if you're promoting this as a major product and one of your biggest sponsors, you're making millions, if not billions of dollars on gambling right now and the, the ads that are coming from gambling yep. right now, it's tough to say, hey, player, don't also enjoy this thing. And, you know, Clearly, the line with the NFL, don't do that there. But NBA, NHL, MLB, soccer, whatever else you want to do, yep. I, I think that, make, that, that makes a lot of sense. But I want to get to another point topic here. We want to switch to looking at our top five rookies. Q and I are going to give you our lists, and you can hear us talk about that there. Uh, we'll see if any other players get, have suspensions that come, that come of it uh, from the gambling situation. We'll talk about that more here on the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, got to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at FanDuel Sportsbook, one of our great sponsors. Uh, by the way, another sports book here where you won't get suspended by taking your first swing at Major League Baseball on FanDuel, where you, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, which means back up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you can land $200 back in bonus bets, and that's win or lose. It doesn't matter if you win or lose this bet, you're getting that $200 in bonus bets available if you go to FanDuel right now, and you can download that right to your, right to your phone or mobile device. $200 you can spend on anything from money line bets to over and under bets to who you think is going to is going to hit the first run, home run of the game that you're watching tonight all in that that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you can get paid instantly there's no better place to bet than on on major league baseball than on fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 back in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel an official partner of major league baseball you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, Chris Carter and your boy Q continuing our topics here. Uh, here, And we're going to do, do something a little different. We're going with our top five. And we're each going to give you our top five rookies to watch yeah. lists here yeah. and this is going to be interesting because i was always wrong that's thing. why it's going to be interesting is it, uh, look 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 at you with your camera adjusting as you move around i know, you know you I'm, try, like, I'm, I'm like but, yeah. I'm, I'm like i'm like See, on the on the uh, i'm like on a motorcycle right is that yeah, move? Yeah, totally. that's what you're i'm trying to make it stop oh, but it won't stop it's, just stop moving I, no, no, that's, that's, the camera stops it, it it chases me see it moves as i move yeah, look, I'm a look, very, look, look I'm a very movable. You know why you're moving so much? Because you know you're in trouble right here. You get because people that know what they're talking about, they stand still and strong and firm in their position. I'm look, at you, look at you, you still can't stand still. Look I'm not. I'm trying to make it stop. 
That's awesome. It's, it, it was fine. Stop. It's, it's not moving. Okay. Stop moving with your camera. Jeez. Right. Our audio audience is probably like, what the heck are they talking about? But our video audience is probably like, okay, yeah, these guys, Q needs to stop. He, he needs to drink a little bit too much tequila last night. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but let's get to this topic here. Q, I want you to lead off. You set the pace here. Your top five rookies to watch that I'm interested to hear here. And we can break them down and I, we can talk about them because they might overlap with some of my top five. They'll get into the next. So I want to hear your top five here. Okay, I wrote them down. I got my list here because I'm responsible. This is what I do. Here we go. Number five, I went with Michael Mayer. Tied in out of Notre Dame, and I know the Raiders drafted him in round two, but it was a guy that I was surprised was there in round two. So he's mm-hmm. a guy that at Notre Dame, man, this dude caught passes from just about you and me, right? I mean, he did not have consistent quarterback play at all, but he's a really good threat in the red zone for the Raiders. Uh, in particular, the red zone uh, offense has been terrible. So I think that he's going to do a really good job. He's had, he had, what, 16 touchdown pass catches over the last two seasons mm-hmm. there at Notre Dame. So again, again, a, a surprise that he dropped to round two. Uh, he's a guy that I'm going to really be paying attention to. There was a big tight end class, a lot of different styles of tight ends. He's more of a traditional type, you know, with the run blocking ability and also pass catch. He's not the most athletic dude, but the red zone is going to be where Michael Mayer uh, thrives. So he's number five for me. Number four, Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Uh, I love the kid's story. I really do. I don't know what he's going to end up being in the league. I guarantee all the quarterbacks drafted aren't going to be really good. But, man, the guy's work ethic is phenomenal. Uh, he knows he's got work to do. He says he's going to give you everything he's got. And, Chris, I'll go on the limb, out on the limb for a guy that I know is at least giving me everything he's got. Is it going to pan out? Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. But at least I know that he's going to be studying what he's supposed to be studying. He's going to be where he needs to be. He's going to be resting when he needs to be resting. He's going to be taking care of his body. His leadership skills are there. right? I, mean, I think the Colts have a really good player, uh, at least a good you know, a good guy to try to, to build up and teach him how to be a quarterback quarterback in the league so we'll see what ends up happening if he ends up being a good quarterback or not but I just like the the opportunity that he has so that's a guy that I'll be paying attention to that's number four is a guy I'm excited about now number three shout out to locked on chargers on this one Quentin Johnston uh, the wide receiver mm. that was drafted by the Chargers in round one. He's out of TCU. Uh, he's a guy that I covered at, uh, in high school at Temple, Temple High School in Texas. And uh, the dude is a, a guy who played in the national championship game for TCU and lost to Georgia. But he's a big play maker. And the Chargers, as David Drogemeyer and, and, and company will tell you, they need big play ability. They have Keenan Allen as a nice possession receiver. Mike Williams could be a big play ability guy, but he's always banged up. They have a quarterback in Justin Herbert that you know could sling the rock. They have a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. So you know he's going to want to get that ball in the air. If anyone's watched Cowboy games over the past few years, he likes to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Quinton Johnston is a guy that I'm very excited about. I want to see what he does. Only problem with that is that, well, he's going to have to face the Raiders twice a year and so the Raiders secondary is going to have their work cut out for him but hey if it's going to happen to somebody is it going to happen to a better dude than Quentin Johnston a guy who the day he got drafted he was supposed to actually be invited to Kansas City for the draft but they thought he was going to be a slide and he might slide to round two so they decided to pull his uh, invite he ends up going in round one and the day he gets drafted tells his mom you don't ever have to work again Turn in your two-week notice today. And she has done that. Mm-hmm. She no longer works. Uh, I just think he's a hell of a kid, uh, and he's going to have a hell of an opportunity to, to have a nice career in the league. Number two, I'm going to stick in the Lone Star State, and that's uh, the University of Texas. I'm looking at Bijan Robinson, the running back for the Falcons, mm-hmm. drafted number eight overall. I actually have him selected to be my offensive rookie of the year. 
I think he's going to be that dynamic. Running backs get no love these days, but he's more Christian McCaffrey-like than Todd Gurley-like, right? Let's just put it like that. I mean, the dude can run. He can catch. Uh, he's He averaged, I think, 13 yards of reception at Texas, and that wasn't even opening up the playbook for the passing game. He's going to be dynamic in Atlanta. I think they got a really good one. And, again, he's my offensive rookie of the year, Bijan Robinson. And number one, anyone who's listening to this show should know who number one's going to be, Emmanuel Forbes. The defensive back out of Mississippi State, Washington hmm. selected him in round one. I was angry. I was hoping that he was going to, uh, you know, kind of fly under the radar. But when you have, uh, what, 14 career interceptions and six pick sixes, you don't fly under anybody's radar. He's a little slight in stature, but he's not slight in big playability. He's my defensive rookie of the year uh, that I think is going to happen in 2023. Manuel Forbes, he was, I think, what, the first or second defensive back taken off the board. He went before Christian Gonzalez, which was kind of surprising, right, because Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon were the two that everybody was talking about. Joey Porter Jr., who went to the Steelers, as you know, uh, he was talked about quite a bit. Emmanuel Forbes went off the board very early. I think the commanders got a very good player, and I think he's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. So that's my five right there. Michael Mayer, Anthony Richardson, Quentin Johnston, Bijan Robinson, and Emmanuel Forbes. I hear you on uh, I hear you on, on Forbes. I think you ranked him a little bit high. That's fine. Because, yeah, because my list. Because I, 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 I like his playmaking ability, but I also think that you're passing up on some other key defenders there out there. But let, let's go back. Let's go back down. You're picking you're picking Michael Mayer. What has you picking taking Mayer over Dalton Kincaid, who's going to be on an offense like the Bills that could get him a lot more prime touches where Stephon Diggs is taking away attention and Josh Allen's being a playmaker. Right. What, what, what makes you think that he's going to be a better player to watch tight end wise? Well, Devontae Adams is a pretty good wide receiver, so he's he's going to take a lot of attention away from Michael Mayer. Uh, but his quarterback's Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand that, but who does, uh, who does Jimmy Garoppolo like to throw the ball to? He tight ends. Like to tight end. So they have, look, they have Devontae Adams. They have Jacoby Myers. Josh Jacobs, I believe the contract situation will get worked out. And again, my big key for the Raiders and Michael Mayer is the red zone. The red zone, they stink in. Absolutely stink. Michael Mayer mm-hmm. is a guy that can help thrive. He's a guy that could play like basketball and just go and post you up. He's not the most athletic. That's what I like about the tight end class uh, this year. It's, it's a bunch of different flavors. It's more of a guy who's a, a, a traditional type. I would say Gronk-like, but Gronk we know is going to be a Hall of Famer, so I don't want to put him in that same category. I'm not that guy, but he has more of a Gronk style, and Josh McDaniels did pretty well with a guy named Rob Gronkowski, so I'm going to trust that he knows how to use a tight end of his stature, and that's why I think you're going to see him score a lot of touchdowns as opposed to the Raiders settling for field goals, which they've done a lot over the past, I don't know, handful of years. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I I I, I wonder if Kincaid's going to get some get some big opportunities with Allen because uh, he hasn't had a premier tight end to really throw to a lot in his career. Uh, I think that's going to be an interesting mix there. Uh, and run for me again. Where did you put Andrew Richardson at three or four? Four. I had him at four. Yeah, four. I, I, I like think, Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, but I don't know. But I just love his intangibles. I love his work ethic. I love what he brings to the table. I love the fact that he knows that he has a lot of work to do. He only has, you know, 13 career starts in Florida, so obviously it's a very small sample size. And so he's got he's he's got to go out and prove it. But I think he's the kind of guy that will go out there and do everything he can and leave it all on the table. If it works out, the Colts got a phenomenal player and a, a phenomenal quarterback for years to come. If it doesn't, well, they're at the position they've been in for a few years where they're still looking for that quarterback. But at least I, I think you. that they got an opportunity. I hear you there. We're, we're going to go over my top five rookies to watch. Why my list is so much better than Q. It's not. It's definitely here. not. It's definitely not. He it says. won't he be. He always says these things. Then he gets proven wrong later. Never. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, buddy. Anyways, we we're going to go over my top five rookies to watch Your tendencies are going to be all soft. I got what, you. What'd you say? Your tendencies are all soft. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> you, know, you, just, you just throw insults I at just, a wall. I just, and just throw like, some Ugh. disrespects out just to throw them out there, and they don't even have to make sense. I just like to be disrespectful at times. That's just rude, and, and but I don't know what you're being rude about. Exactly. Like, I, mean, I didn't even diss your list. I was just like, you know, okay, why'd you think this guy over that guy? Exactly. And here we go with the insults. I just want to be. Just, I just want to set a little edge, man. I just want to throw you off your game before you deliver your five. But my five is written. Anyways, we're going to a break here. <laughs> That's the game that you threw off. Stick with us here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. We'll be right back. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cotter, here with your boy Q. Locked On Steelers, Locked On Raiders, breaking it down. I'm time to go over my top five list. I'm writing these down, Bayless, too, by the way. As Skip Bayless would say, it's my turn! Oh, well, then you already uh, lost. If you quote Skip Bayless, <laughs> you already lost. Goodbye. Game, set, match. <laughs> I already won. That's easy. I already won, he says. I already won. Number four. Number five, we're going, we're starting offense right here. Okay. And I'm going with Zay Flowers Ooh, at Boston one. College going to the Baltimore Ravens. And why am I picking Zay Flowers? Why I covered that man at Boston College. I covered ACC football through Pitt uh, with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And that man is electric. That man is quick. He's a great mm-hmm. route runner. He's explosive. He's a playmaker with the ball in his hands yep. and even with, in setting up to get to, to get to get the ball. And I truly think with the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson selling into this new offense, yep. Zay Flowers is going to chance to make a lot of plays. No, I like out that. There. I like that one. They, yep. I, I think that him and Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson, he just he hasn't had a primo wide receiver. And now he might have two if OBJ can be healthy and if Zay Flowers can be what I think he can be. And if he is, Watch out! That Ravens offense becomes becomes a lot more dangerous uh, than it already has been with uh, a former MVP in Lamar Jackson leading it. So that's my number five here. My I, number I like that. four. I like that. The one thing I'll say is Todd Monken's offense is going to be really good, and I think it's going to be beneficial for Lamar. He's finally got weapons around him. They're going to really see what kind of player he could be, and we already know what he's been as an MVP. Zay Flowers very easily could have been the best wide receiver in this past draft. I like that one a lot. Uh, that's a that's a that's an A plus for sure. Thank you, thank you. My number four here, I also dip into the second round, but it's for the first guy that was taken in the second round, and that's Joey Porter Jr. Okay. And the reason I'm saying it, Q, is because I've been in the Steelers locker room. I've been talking to this kid. I, the One of the biggest questions I had, this kid grew up, his dad was Joey Porter Sr., right. a legend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. One Super Bowl 40 with him was is a face, and he coached the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Joey Porter Jr. has literally grown up around this organization. And I was wondering, would he feel kind of just like, you know, I've been here. I, I, this is my birthright. Would he take that for granted? He is not, Q. Yeah. He is talking to Pat. Like, him and Patrick Peterson are like – an uncle and a nephew working every day in OTAs and minicamp, the stuff that they're going over, working on press and how to work different things. And you just, you see the gears grinding in Joey Porter's head uh, to get, to get him to the point where he needs to be for the Steelers. I really think with his size at six foot three and the athleticism that he brings, the physicality he likes to be, he is going to be a problem 
for for offenses. And I think the Steelers desperately needed that with, with a, a division that has Jamar Chase, that has T. Higgins, mm-hmm. that has Amari Cooper, and now Oda Beckham Jr. And, and Zay Flowers. They needed a young cornerback to be part of their future here. And Corey Trice as a number two pick, they picked him in the seventh round. A guy was projected to go in the third round. Him and Joey Porter Jr. both 6'3", long-armed, athletic running cornerbacks who can be physical but also run with you in coverage at different points. I like Joey Porter Jr. as my number four rookie to watch because I think that he's going to be a surprise defensive. I don't think he's going to win defensive player of the year because I'll get to who I think is going to actually win that later in my list. But I like Joey Porter Jr. at number four. I like him. I like the fact that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder as well, dropping to round two, and many people thought he was going to be a round one guy, including Mm -hmm. himself. He thought he was could, could potentially be the first corner off the board. The only knock I have on Joey Porter is the fact that he didn't have ball production in school. Right. And I don't think that you go from being a guy who's not creating turnovers in school to a guy who's all of a sudden a ball hawk and creating turnovers in uh, the NFL. And I think you have to have a little bit of that. So I think that chip on the shoulder uh, is going to really kind of elevate his game. He's in a perfect place in Pittsburgh, uh, as you said, with the family uh, heritage. He's been in that locker room for years, maybe not necessarily that same one, but he's been there around the team for years as a little kid. So that's that's a really good fit. I was happy for him. I want to see how that chip on the shoulder turns into play his rookie year. But he, he's a really good one. I just don't like the fact that the ball production wasn't there. Yeah, I, I hear you on that, but here's what I say about the about the ball production. If you go back and you look at even just this past year, uh, where he where he was where he was playing for Penn State uh, in his in, in his last season, I, I look at that and I and I and I see a guy who wasn't getting targeted because he was so he was blanketing his guys. I talked to Bryant McFadden, uh, a guy who does the All Things Covered podcast yeah. with Patrick Peterson and a two-time Super Bowl champ cornerback of himself who does a great job studying corners. And even before the Steelers drafted him, he said, like, man, people that are talking about Joey Porter Jr.'s lack of ball production need to watch more of his tape. He got targeted 30 times last year, not 15 receptions. And like you, you compare that to most other corners, they're getting targeted 50, 60 times. So they're getting more chances to make plays on the ball. But a lot of times it was because he just wasn't he he wasn't getting the opportunity to make the play because he was so tight in coverage people weren't going after him and he lined up with guys like Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. He lined up with other bigger bigger name guys. He didn't he, well he also did well he didn't give up an interception or he didn't get an interception last year. He also never gave up a touchdown and I think that that's going to play into his factor in the NFL. He also broke up nine passes, but. I hear you on that, and that's one of the biggest questions that Steelers fans have is, is okay, we hear that, but can we see the ball production exactly. at the NFL level? That would be a big question. My number three guy here, though, is a guy is uh, a guy that you didn't mention, and you mentioned Quentin Richardson. I'm going to go with a different wide receiver, and that's Jordan Addison with the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, Jordan Addison is a guy who, coming out of high school, his name was like ESPN Addison or something like mm-hmm. that on his Twitter handle. He's always been ready for the big stage. And I've seen him on big stages play. I covered him when he was with Pitt back in 2021. And I I watched what he did at at USC. And I'm telling you, him in an offense where Justin Jefferson's taking away the top options and Kirk Cousins can kind of just be more comfortable with having those multiple options. Though I do want to know what happens without Dalvin Cook because I think that he was a big part of balancing that group. But Jordan Addison, I think, is ready to be a really big playmaker. And that, and the fact that he's in a place where he doesn't have to be the ultimate playmaker right. is going to even make him that much more dangerous. That's why I have my number three rookie to watch, my top receiver on this list, because I think he can be 
that much of a playmaker for the Vikings. No, I like that. I mean, Justin Jefferson is going to get all the attention, so he's going to have an opportunity to be able to ease himself into the NFL game without feeling the stress of having to be the number one wide receiver and be the big-time playmaker. So I think that that's really good. And obviously after Stephon Diggs left, uh, you know, Minnesota, they, uh, you know, they, they had production there. There's plenty of production there, but I think that this could add a little bit more production and juice as well to that offense. Now, the question is, is Kirk Cousins going to be the dude long-term throwing the rock there? What, you know, what's going to happen with that situation? Who's going to be the quarterback ultimately long-term? But for right now, I think that's a good addition. So there you go. It's not, that's not bad. It's, it's not great. It's not sexy, but it's a, it's a good pick. Number two is a guy that you had on your list, and that's Anthony Richardson. And he's my only quarterback I have here, and okay. for similar reasons. I like his athleticism. I like his cannon arm. I like he, how he's how he's able to uh, to put things together. I want to see him put things together on a Colts team that gets a little bit of rejuvenation because last year the Colts were terrible. But I also think that they folded midseason because they just weren't they weren't playing well and they had some things. But two years ago, that was an offensive line that was bullying people with Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor running the ball. I think that if they can rechannel that running that running game that they that they had two years ago it'll make things so much easier for a rookie Anthony Richardson and give him the chance to be the offensive rookie of the year by being the the the, the playmaker that, that gets opportunities there because I think there's a chance here that the Colts are competitive and if they are competitive then I think everyone's going to be looking at Anthony Richardson a little bit more I have a hard time seeing Bryce Young CJ Stroud getting those opportunities with their teams um, because I think those teams are a little bit further away in their rebuild process. And the Colts, aren't, I don't think, are going to be world beaters, but they're also in the AFC South, which is just notorious for being bad. You know, the Jaguars, I think that they could win that division, but we've seen how many times that we thought an AFC South team was going to prop itself up, and then they just collapse down like a house of cards. That's why I have Anthony Richardson. I think that he's going to get a lot of attention. If he doesn't, he doesn't need the supreme stats, but he could be a big playmaker on a team that doesn't need him to do – uh, to make as many plays, but the times that he makes them, I think will be noticed a lot more. That's why he's my number two rookie to watch here. You know, and I had him obviously on the list as well at number four, though. And, and the reason I had him at four as opposed to as high as you have him as number two is I'm not sure if he's going to get the start. I mean, I don't know if he's going to start the season. Like Gardner Minshew might actually be the guy that starts immediately until they feel like Anthony Richardson is ready to take over. Remember, he only had 13 career starts in Florida, so he's got a big-time learning curve. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table, when he brings it to the table. And he might start day one. He might earn it in training camp. Again, he's got that strong work ethic. Uh, I just – I'm not 100% sure. Sure, and so I'm so intrigued by him. That's why I had him a little lower, uh, but I totally understand every reason that you're talking about. I think this dude, if he ends up being the guy that they drafted him to be and, and is excited about him, you know, then, man, the Colts finally have themselves a quarterback. It's been a long time since they've had that solid dude, and this guy obviously can sling the rock, and he can run the rock as well. So I, I think there's going to be some nice elements to that uh, Colts offense with Anthony Richardson whenever he's in the game. My number one guy, though, yeah, here's this: who's the guy this? Who, I, who I do think will be defensive rookie of the year? Okay, and that's Devin Witherspoon. Okay, I think that he is exactly what the Seahawks ordered and needed desperately in that secondary. I think that he's going to be a, a guy who makes plays in the ball. I think he's going to be a guy that bullies receivers, and I think it's going to he's going to be a real problem out there in in Seattle as they try to reconstruct a legion of boom. He is a cornerstone piece for that you and i talked about how exciting mm-hmm. it was for the for the potential for him to fall down to the raiders he yep. was close to doing so sure did. and it, close and if 
And if and if he if he had fell, I think you would have been. I think that Raiders fans would have been jumping over jumping for joy over getting a guy like that added to their roster right right away. So Devin Witherspoon, I think, will be the best cornerback of this class, and I also think that he is going to be the guy that ends up leading the NFL. Like as much as I'm hyping up Joey Porter Jr. because I think that he could be the guy that helps the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think Devin Witherspoon could be that much better. Now that's a, that's an interesting pick, and you know that the reason why it's interesting, and I'm very high on Witherspoon, as you know, I uh, like him a lot. I don't know if he's going to get enough opportunities because remember who the Seahawks drafted last year, Tariq Woolen, right? And he had five mm-hmm. interceptions and was runner-up defensive rookie of the year to Sauce Gardner. So now you've got, if Witherspoon is the guy that we expect him to be, right, then all of a sudden you got Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen. I mean, that could be a nasty secondary, nice little one-two punch. That's what you I'm know, saying. it's like pick your poison. I just don't know. I mean, obviously they'll go after him early just to test him. But that's what I'm saying, man. You know, but people want to test him the wrong way because they think he's a rookie. Right, and he is a rookie, but he's gonna be ready for it. Right. So it's just it'll be interesting to see if he's able to make enough plays to be defensive rookie of the year since they have a, a really good secondary that both guys in Woolen and Witherspoon are gonna have opportunities to make plays. So you know what I mean. So that that's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see. But I, I like I like Witherspoon a lot. I was very high on him, and I think that he's gonna be a dog. So that's not a bad pick at all. That's really good. All right. So now my list is still better than yours, but okay. We, we were we were going to be respectful. I wasn't even going to say anything about your. I list. gave I you an A on your list. I gave you an A for uh, Zay Flowers. I think he's actually a little low on your list. He probably, in my opinion, if you didn't put him on your list, I know. That's fine. I only have five. So how is I only he have low five. on my list when I at least have him? Well, I know. I understand that. I think, and I was going to explain why. I think that Zay Flowers probably should have been either two or three. I think Zay Flowers is better than Jordan Addison, to be honest. I think he's going to be yeah. better. Uh, and then I think yeah. that Anthony Richardson, because we don't know if he's going to start right away or not, he probably should have been a little lower on your list. I'm just, hey, look, man, I'm just helping you out. I'm trying to do something good for my country, man. I'm you trying to do something for you. You literally didn't put Zay Flowers on your list. Dude. I know. How are you going to tell me that I put him too low? I, I'm just saying I think he's going to be have a bigger impact on Baltimore than Anthony Richardson is going to have early on. I'm just giving, <laughs> hey, look, I'm just trying to help you out, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep you up on game, dog. That's it. Trying to keep me up on game, he says. He's your boy Q where he can keep you up on game all the time on all of his places and all his shows. He does a ton of shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network and in other places. Q, let people know they can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Man, all you got to do is look up in the sky. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, at your boy Q254 you on ridiculous. Twitter. is I know. I just I like to have fun, man. It's Friday. Look we have fun. It's fun, day, it's fun day Friday, right? That's what we call it. Fun day Friday or Friday fun day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I even got the wave cap on today, so I'm good. But no, at your boy Q254 on Twitter. That's where you can find me, at your boy Q254. I put everything out, locked on bets, locked on NFL, locked on Raiders, all my radio shows, everything. At your boy Q254, it's a one-stop shop. That's how we roll. How about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, where you can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all things Pitt Athletics there. You can also find me on the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you find Q. You can find us Monday through Friday doing daily shows on our on our teams that we cover as well as the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast whether it's on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube like this video subscribe to this channel or to all of our channels if you want to get all of our takes here on Steelers Raiders and everything NFL we'll be back next Friday with more topics here in the NFL hopefully no one else has been suspended for gambling but if they are we'll be talking about them right here on the Locked On NFL podcast